This is episode six of the Naturals off-season podcast, recorded on Wednesday, November 30th, 2016. I'm Benjamin Kelly. Coming up on this edition, the Royals announced the latest 40-man roster additions last week, and Jake Junis, one of the four added, will join us later on the show. A former Natural signs with a new club, and of course, I'll get you caught up on all of the off-season winter leagues. But first, I'd like to wrap up the Arizona Fall League. It officially came to an end on November 19th with the surprise Saguaros falling to the Mesa Solar Sox by a final of 6-1 in the championship game. Eric Stout got the start in the game and ran into some trouble in the first inning, allowing a three-run home run to Marlins prospect Brian Anderson. But he bounced back in the second frame and struck out the side and racked up four strikeouts in his two innings of work. He was hung with the loss. Right-hander Evan Beal tossed an inning and a third of scoreless relief in the contest and allowed just one hit. Surprise was held to just one run on two hits, but Ryan O'Hearn scored the one run for the Saguaros in the fifth inning on a ground-out double play by Mauricio Ramos. Here's a look at the final stats for the Royals' prospects in the Fall League. Ryan O'Hearn in 23 games at 291. That's good for 17th best in the league. With a homer, 11 RBIs and four doubles, while Corey Toops hit 238 in 15 games with a couple of big flies and four runs batted in and a trio of doubles. Mauricio Ramos, a taxi squad player, played in 15 games for a surprise, hit 228 with two home runs, seven RBIs and four doubles. Alfredo Escalera hit just 179 with seven RBIs and a double in 20 games. On the pitching side, Josh Stalmont finished tied for second in the league with 30 strikeouts and ranked first among starters in batting average and strikeout rate, averaging 11.3 strikeouts per nine innings. His opponent's batting average was 179. Stalmont went 4-2 with a 4.50 ERA and 16 walks. Eric Stout and Evan Beal both had pretty good fall leagues. Stout finished with a 277 ERA and nine appearances. Over 13 innings, he struck out 13, while Beal finished with a 368 ERA in 11 games. Over 14 and two-third innings, he struck out 13. By the way, Jim Callis of MLB.com came out with the top 30 prospects for all of the fall league, and Stalmont was amongst them right in the middle of the pack. So congratulations to all of the Royals prospects who competed in the fall league this season. Another fine year for the Royals. With the ever-changing rosters, sometimes it's hard to keep up with the Dominican Winter League, but we'll try our best here on this podcast. Let's start with Los Tigres de Lice. Outfielder Jorge Bonifacio ranks 12th in the circuit with a .255 batting average and has hits in four of his last five contests dating back to November the 21st. During that five-game stretch, Boney has three RBIs, a triple and just two strikeouts, which tells me that his plate discipline has really improved. He'll be competing for the right field spot for the Royals at Kauffman Stadium come this spring. Raul Mondesi and Hunter Dozier have not been on the active rosters in a few weeks, which is not uncommon at all, but will continue to monitor their activities throughout the winter. As for the pitching, on Lise, left-hander Jonathan Jajic owns a 130-70 RA in four starts. He has not made a start since Sunday, November 13th. Right-hander Luke Farrell worked five and a third innings of one-run baseball with six strikeouts on Tuesday, November 22nd in a no decision against Los Gigantes. 
The sixth strikeout performance by Farrell is by far his best this winter. Speaking of Los Gigantes, switch hitting infielder Ramon Torres has hit a rough patch since beginning the winter red hot. Over the past 10 games, Torres is batting just 184 and has diminished his season average to 286, which, by the way, is still good for sixth in the league. His six doubles are tied for third most in the circuit, with his last coming on November the 17th. Three relievers are currently working in the Dominican Winter League as well. Left-hander Daniel Stump has been shoving it lately. In 13 appearances for Los Toros del Este, the Southpaw has posted a 1-0 record with a 193 ERA over nine and a third innings. He'll join us next week and talk about his experience on the podcast. Right-handed pitcher Kevin McCarthy has made three appearances for Escojito and allowed two runs over two and a third innings of work, while Malcolm Culver has pitched in just one game for Las Estrellas Orientales. He debuted on November 29th and allowed a run on three hits in two-thirds of an inning. In the Venezuelan League, Naturals infielder Humberto Arteaga has played in three games over the past week for Los Navejantes de Magnellanes and is 2-for-11 with a couple of RBIs. Artie actually drove in both runs to tie the game at 5-5 in an eventual 6-5 win in the bottom of the ninth inning, back on November the 24th, so good for Arteaga. Paulo Orlando has joined with Los Cardenales de Lara and is 8-for-16 in his first four games in the league. He's doubled and batted in a run as well. Orlando hit 302 in 128 games with Kansas City this past year. Balbino Fuenmayor has kept hitting in the Venezuelan League. The big first baseman is batting 315 in 19 games thus far with four home runs and an incredible 20 RBIs. That's in just 19 games, remember. He competed in the Venezuelan League home run derby on Monday, November 28th, and hit 12 home runs in the second round, seven more in the final round, finishing fourth behind Rockies outfielder Carlos Gonzalez, Luis Jimenez, and former natural Mario Lison. Lison had eight. Speaking of Lesson, he's still playing for Magallanes and is batting 273 in 32 games with five home runs and 20 runs batted in. He drove in a pair of runs in his most recent game on November the 27th. As for the pitchers, Yender Caramo continues to come out of the bullpen for Los Navejantes and holds an 0-1 record with a 5.17 ERA in 10 appearances, including a start. Caramo is in a rough patch lately, which might mean that he may be tiring after putting up a combined 117 and two-third innings between Northwest Arkansas and AAA Omaha last year. Make sure to keep an eye on him come this spring. Jack Lopez still ranks in the top 20 in batting average in the Puerto Rican League with a 260 clip over 19 games. He swiped two bags in his latest game on November the 29th and now has six on the season, good for second in the Puerto Rican Winter League. In the Australian League, Alan de San Miguel is the lone former natural to be playing in the league, and he currently ranks 11th in the circuit in batting with a 320 clip. Alan Allen is playing for the Melbourne Aces this season and has clubbed a couple of home runs in eight games with a double and nine RBIs. Good to see him doing well in his native land, down under. That wraps up this week's Players Update. Coming up next, Jake Junis joins us from Mesa to talk about him being added to the 40-man roster and what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad. Stay with us on the Naturals Off-Season Podcast.
Make sure you get a head start on Season 10 of Naturals Baseball. Season tickets are available now, and you won't want to miss any of the fun this year. Remember, the sooner you get them, the better your seats will be. For more information, visit nwanaturals.com or give us a call at 479-927-4900. Now let's get back to the show. A look at third and the one-two. Breaking ball, a high bouncer up the middle. Modesty fields it on a high hop. Quick throw to first. He got him. Junis completes seven shutout innings against the Arkansas Travelers and escapes the threat here in the seventh, preserving a 1-0 lead for Northwest Arkansas. Jake Junis was a 29th round pick of the Kansas City Royals out of Rock Falls High School in Illinois back in 2011. He was a 2016 Naturals Pitcher of the Year and has pitched his way into a 40-man roster spot and a prospective role. He joins us now from his off-season home in Mesa, Arizona. And Jake, first off, thanks for joining us. How are things going this off-season? Uh, it's going good, man. Just uh, enjoying my time at home with my family and my kids. I get to well, spend all day with my kids, and um, my fiance started a full-time job, so I'm getting a lot of family time in. So what did she start doing? Uh, she's a nursing administration rep at Arizona College, so she's She's trying to get people to join the nursing program over there, and she's uh, adjusting to the, the full-time job thing, and uh, I'm doing the full-time daddy thing here at home. So with you being a stay-at-home dad, just what's that routine like? <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's a routine. We had to get ourselves into a routine. Um, we wake up, we get breakfast, we play for a little bit, and then uh, we get a nap. And that's when dad gets to kind of relax and get his stuff ready and get himself pulled together to go work out in the afternoon. Once they wake up, I feed them lunch. And as soon as they get done with lunch, I get them dressed and changed and load them up into the car. And we go to the gym where there's a daycare and I drop them off there. I work out, pick them back up, come home and play a little more. And then it's dinner time. Mom's home. And then, uh, mom gets, for a few hours before they go to bed and we play and go to bed and that's pretty much our day. Now I know you're getting married in a couple of months. How's that been going? I'm sure the wedding planning has been a thrill. Oh yeah, it's it's been a lot and there's still a ton to do and we're two months away, you know, getting married in February. So um, I think Bree is a lot more stressed than I am about it all because she's constantly worrying about it, trying to make everything perfect. But I just had the mindset that it's all going to work out some way. It's all going to be fine. Everybody that is meant to be there is going to be there, and they're going to enjoy it, and it's going to be a great time no matter what. But she wants every little detail ironed out to the to the T, you know. We're talking to Jake Junis, 2016 Naturals Pitcher of the Year. And, Jake, the big news, a 40-man roster spot has your name on it. Congratulations. That's one of the biggest things you can do to advance your career. Has your life changed in any way yet? Uh, not really, but, um, I mean, that is a huge step in my career. It was a goal of mine all season long, um, was to do the best that I could and help the team win any way possible. And, uh, thankfully I had a good enough year to get added and I was a nervous wreck lead, leading up <laughs> to Friday when they called me, I was, uh, I was on edge and I was, I was pretty, pretty nervous going into it, but getting the call Friday and um, them letting me know that they were going to put me on the 40 man. I was, it was such a relief and I was, I was so excited because like you said, it's a huge step in the right direction of uh, 
getting to the major leagues and and playing at the highest level. So you didn't have any idea that this might actually happen to you until they actually called you. I mean, not. I mean, I knew I had a shot, and me and my agent had been talking, and he had reached out and and talked to them one time, and you know they had said that I was in a good position, you know I had a good year, blah blah blah, but nothing is for sure, you know. And um, I kept talking to my agent. I was like, "What do you think? What do you think my chances are?" You know, and he's like, "I think you have a good shot," you know, and if not. Oh well, like we'll look forward to the Rule Five draft, and and if not, we'll just have to do it all again next year. You know, it, it was just a matter of of uh, the Royals going to add me or not. You know, there's nothing I could do on my end at this point. I had to I had to let my play during the season speak for itself, and and thankfully it did, and I got added. But the the Rule Five draft that sometimes is not a bad thing for a player because. There's a chance that you can get picked up by another big league team, spend that entire ensuing year on a 25-man roster. So did you ever view it from that perspective at all, knowing that a guy like Daniel Stump did it last year with Philadelphia? Right, yeah, not really. I, my goal was to get added to the 40-man. That was what I wanted. I would have much rather gotten added to the 40-man than had to wait and see if I got Rule 5 and all that because, I mean, there's slim chances of, getting picked up in the rule five anyways i don't feel like Mm -hmm. too many guys actually get picked up you know so my my focus was definitely on on getting added to the roster and and continuing my career with the royals so with that being said what are your expectations going into spring training um i'm not really sure yet i'm just excited i'm ready for the experience of being a big league camp and being around all those guys and uh kind of a different look for spring training you know because you're going to be there a little earlier. You're going to be around some other guys and hopefully just feel it out and enjoy myself and, you know, pick some of the guys' brains and hopefully come out with some more knowledge, you know. Have you had a chance to talk with Cam Gallagher or Andrew Edwards or even Smear Duenas to see how they're doing? I did. The day, the day that we got added, um, I talked to Cam quite a bit. I was very happy for him. He had a great year, and we're pretty good friends too, so I was really pumped for him. And then uh, I shot Edwards a text later that day too, congratulated him. How was uh, Cam's reaction? Oh, he was he was jacked. He was so excited. <laughs> he was just like me. We were both pumped, and we were just talking. And he, he's he's really excited too. We're talking with Jake Junis, and Jake, it is time for the lightning round. So with these questions, you will uh, you can talk as little or as as much as you'd like about them, uh, just kind of some off-the-wall questions just to keep you on your toes. Let's begin. What is the weirdest conversation that you've ever had on the mound? Oh, man. That's that's pretty tough. I think I had a pitching coach one time that came out. I can't remember exactly who it was, but he came out to the mound, and he literally didn't say a word. He just stood there. And kind of acted like he was going to say something. Kind of looked at me, looked at the catcher, and then just went back to the dugout. Was that in pro ball or high school? or? It was in high school. So what was your reaction? I had no idea. I had, I mean, I was I was a bit shocked, but um, I, the catcher just was like, what was that about? And I was like, you know, I don't really know, but who cares? Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> if you were not a pitcher... What position would you play? 
Uh, probably third base. I was an infielder in high school. I was going to be a two-way player at NC State, so I'd, I'd say third base. If you were not playing baseball, what would you be doing? Oh, man, that's a good question. I probably would have went to college and tried to play basketball. I was a pretty good basketball player. But job-wise, I have no idea. I, I, that's something that I would have went to college and kind of felt felt out on the way. All right, since you've played at nearly every level of the Royals farm system thus far, what's your favorite minor league baseball city? Favorite minor league baseball city? I don't, that's a hard one because there's so many. I've been to so many over the years. Uh, I liked Lexington a lot when I was there in Lexington. Um, that was a bigger city and we had we had quite a, quite a bit of stuff to do there. Um, but for away teams, probably, um, I enjoyed Frisco and Springfield this year. I like both of those places. Springfield, just because you're kind of in a college town, and there's a lot of food and a lot of places right there, and you could walk to the stadium. I like that. Who is the most famous person in your phone? Oh, jeez. Maybe, maybe Matt Strom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite food to eat on game day? Game day? Oh, geez. I barely even eat on game days that I pitch. I'm I'm one of those guys that just kind of is nervous all day long leading up to it, just kind of hanging out. Not really big appetite on game day, but uh, when I was in Northwest, the one thing that I would eat during the day, I would go to, uh, I would go to Egg and I, that hmm. little breakfast place, and I would have like a, a, little, a little breakfast skillet there, and it was really good. Well, there's a little shout-out to a non-sponsor, so maybe we can get them on board after your small endorsement there. Would you rather be a mind reader or invisible? I'd rather be a mind reader. Would you rather be miserably hot or miserably cold? Miserably hot. I hate sleeping at night when I'm hot, but being miserably cold, being from Illinois originally, that that's the worst. Throw or catch the game-winning touchdown pass? Catch it. For sure. <laughs> and the last one, I know you're a family man, so is it dishes or laundry? I'm a dish guy. I wash a lot of dishes around here. I feel like I do dishes all day long between washing bottles and, and other little spoons and forks and stuff that the kids use, so I'm a dish guy for sure. Well, there you have it. That's Jake Junis. He's a jack-of-all-trades for sure. Jake, thanks for joining us for a few moments. Best of luck in spring training, and thanks for your time today. All right, thanks, BK. I appreciate it. Coming up next, the great Balbino Fuenmayor has a new home. A full rundown of the 40-man roster additions and recent transactions are up next on the Naturals offseason. Discounted mini packs for season 10 of Naturals Baseball are on sale now. Want to catch all the fireworks at our best ballpark? We have a mini pack for that. You like your Thursday Thursdays? So do we. You can get a pack of tickets for that too. You get to guarantee your same great seat for every game. You get two meet and greets with autographs and pictures and much more. So call us at 479-927-4900 to get it set up today. Welcome back to the Naturals Offseason Podcast. Glad to have you with us. Well, we just heard from Jake Junis, and he was one of the four players added to this year's 40-man roster. 
The others include right-handed pitcher Andrew Edwards along with catcher Cam Gallagher and infielder Samir Duenez. They were all at it as well. All three had spent time here in northwest Arkansas this past year. Edwards started the year and made 10 appearances for the Naturals and allowed just one run. He had a 12-inning scoreless streak to begin his year before being promoted to AAA Omaha. Cam Gallagher had one of his best offensive years of his career, hitting 259 with four homers and 24 driven in. He threw out a career-best 48% of would-be base dealers. That's 30 of 63, and that was good for tops in the Texas League. Samir Duenez earned Wilmington Player of the Year and played at three different levels throughout the Royals organization, A-Ball Lexington, Wilmington, and Northwest Arkansas. He hit 278 in 14 games for the Naturals with five doubles and nine runs batted in and drove in exactly 100 RBIs in 138 games in 2016 across those three tiers of baseball. Right now, he's the youngest player at 20 years of age on the Royals' 40-man roster, so keep an eye on him and how the Royals elect to use him. In other news, the Royals and the great Balbino Fuenmayor have parted ways as the big Venezuelan first baseman signed a minor league deal with the Atlanta Braves. Fuenmayor massacred the Texas League in 2015 for half of the year, hitting 354 with 15 home runs in 51 RBIs in 73 games, including hitting 412 right here at Arvest Ballpark. We wish Balbino and his family nothing but the best. The only other noteworthy move over the last couple of weeks is, I told you Orlando Calixte signed with San Francisco. Well, the Giants elected to protect him from the Rule 5 draft and put him on the 40-man roster. That Rule 5 draft will take place next week during the winter meetings, which will happen in Washington, D.C. That does it for this week's edition of the Naturals Offseason Podcast. Thanks to our guests this week, Jake Junis, for taking some time to join us. We'll be back next week as left-handed pitcher Daniel Stump will join us from the Dominican Republic and talk about his season down there. Only 127 more days until opening day, everyone, so enjoy the rest of this one. Thanks for listening.